Cloak. And dagger. Cloak, cloak. And dagger. Cloak. And dagger. Cloak, cloak. The dagger. That's going to be great if any of our fans can make a remix of that yeah. and, and make it into a three minute long song. Cloak and dagger. Start <laughs> your engines. Well, welcome back to Homo Superior. It's issue number 49, I believe. We're close sure. to 50. We're going to go 50. 50. Uh, I'm Kalen. Adam. Brent. Ryan! And Clark is off on a solo adventure once again. Will we see him again? Who, Who cares? knows? Who's gonna die this time? <laughs> I don't know. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> so we got a lot of exciting news. First up, uh, the Iceman Recometh. Uh, I wrote that joke down. Did you really? <laughs> did you really? I really did. I don't yeah. know who's the hey, biggest yeah. the, the person who said it or the person who's so excited. <laughs> but no, I knew you would want to make that is why. Yeah. That's uh, insane. So, uh, Cena Grace just announced that they're bringing back Iceman. Um, I think that's great. You know, it got canceled after only 11 issues. Yeah. Uh, there was a little bit of a fan outcry. Marvel decided to give him a second go. Uh, it'll probably last another 11 to 12 issues, but I'm glad it's getting like a second volume. Do we think he's going to get like a team? I feel like he would do so, well with an ensemble book. So, yeah. um, in the interview that they uh, that they talked to Cena, he, he said, uh, Iceman has uh, been the leader of a team and he works fine in a team but he's better as a solo character so I think it'll be his more of his own story bet you told me that you can't <laughs> that's how his show got canceled on 11 issues <laughs> yeah. um, but he did say that he's gonna bring in a lot of the uh, perennial X-Men characters like Kitty will be in a lot more yes. do it like a two in one like dude he needs something more because obviously as we found out from the book love Cena love some of the dad jokes that isn't really good at romance, especially with shitty non-mutant characters. Well, Bishop will always uh, also be in it, so I hope he's always just, be. Yeah. He'll, he'll always be in something. <laughs> He'll be like, Bishop. "Girl, I told you." Yeah. I, I Bishop the Queen, am I right? <laughs> oh God, that was good. Um, uh, I do think they'll probably bring in the new uh, what's his Pyro because I think he's. Oh, I'm into oh, that. Totally I'm into that. A Song of Ice and Fire. Yeah, oh, like it'd that. be a real fun like uh, comparison of like just like Pyro's kind of like a new hero, so like a newly out gay, be like a newly out hero kind of thing. I yeah. like for it to be like a like he comes in as a substitute like leader of teams, so he's doing his own adventures. But then there's sometimes where like the leader of the team is out and they call an ice. He's like man. a pinch hitter. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I think that'd be a lot of fun. You get some new yeah, team yeah. stuff just for a short period of time. I think uh, <laughs> making it like a hangout comedy also would be really good. I think he's he's pretty good about that. Cena Grace, that is, as a writer. Like I, I, I don't know. I'm kind of excited. I'm well, definitely want, happy that it's back. Yeah. I want a Noel and some of the other like gay <laughs> anal. anal. I want anal in it, but uh, I want some of the other gay characters to be in it. I like penis and vagine. Yeah. And so since some uh, shot <laughs> since Clark <laughs> is he? He's, I thought he was dead in Canada. He's still no, he, he came nobody back. Nobody ever dies in the X Men. They always come back. I didn't even mean to make that one. Uh, since Clark isn't here, we've got to have like a contrary in corner. Who wants to play that role? Oh, stupid. Iceman is gay, and he wasn't gay, and I think it's stupid that he's back, and I don't want to read that comment. You sound like a mafioso who was hit with a lead pipe. That's what Clark sounds like. That's what Clark sounds you got to put in some Irish accents every now and then, yeah. too. Oh, Iceman's good. <laughs> 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 You'll never get me lucky charms. Oh, no, I hate the way that they do Doc in. He's just all over the map. It's not even, it, there's no consistency. He's just everywhere. He's all over the map. Are you doing a Clark? You're just That's doing you Clark. ranting and raving. Yeah, that would yeah. seem like you. <laughs> I agree with hey. your point, though. 
Um, <laughs> don't do accents anymore. You can't. That yeah. wasn't really an accent. Well, more of like cocaine. an emotion. I'm a cocaine. Yeah, let me do the accents. I'm a cocaine. No, <laughs> let's not bring it back. So speaking of Michael Caine, Batman, Wonder Woman, <laughs> Wonder Woman, and it's coming back. Yeah, they just titled the movie, um, and then they're now filming in Arlington. They re- they went back they to are. like the old school mall. Everyone's throwing a big shit fit because. Commander Salamander's back, which I assumed was some level of hot topic in the day. It was, yeah. Um, and was it like a national chain? Mm, it was like a local. I thing, think it was right? a local. Yeah, because yeah. everyone's like lost their shit about it. And I was like, were you all living in DC at this time? Yeah. Uh, but it's back, and so it was is, open for a long time. So it only closed like I want to say five or ten years got ago. Got it. Yeah. And and so is also uh, Steve Rogers or Chris Pine. What's his real name in the in the movie? Steve Rogers. It's, uh, it's basically it's Steve, Steve Rogers without Steve the superpowers. Steve Trevor. Yeah. Yeah. So Steve Trevor's back. So that's weirdly going to figure out how they explain it. Although what was really cool is that. In the Wonder Woman TV show, the actor that played Steve Trevor came back as himself, but as his son later. Yeah. That's like such, I would like. Uh, yeah, because the first what? season of the 70s Wonder Woman show was set in the 1940s during World War II. The second season was set in the modern day, which has been the 70s. So oh. I'm sure there's, there's going to be some uh, homages to the uh, Linda Carter. Uh, Wonder Woman. Yeah, series. there was. I'd be kind of down with it if he just so happened to be the grown-up version of his. You know. No, it's that's dumb. No, I think it's actually going to be him. They're going to find a way to bring him back. Yeah. Uh, well, then fuck it. I don't want to see that. What movie. if he's like completely burned all over his body? I think that would be much I'd more continuity, and I'm okay with it. I they're it. they're break dancing while they're filming. Yeah. Uh, Burned up breathing. There's some other... Who's the person they just mentioned? I forget. There's one guy that's supposed to be in the movie that they haven't actually named as a character yet. Do we have any idea who it is and also who they might be? If you had any more facts, maybe we could help you <laughs> <laughs> uh, Read the article for us. Let's now, see. In real time. No, I don't... It was like someone that's not really super a super big deal. There was just someone in an unnamed role, so forget about it, I huh. guess. But, but I'm very excited about it. I'm into uh, the subtitle, 1984, it definitely is evocative of a couple of different She's going to be like fighting against censorship and all that jazz. It could be like a kind of a Big Brother play. It you could be to have a theme for Breakfast Club. Yes, I do. <laughs> In November 2019. Yeah. I uh, I was hoping for a visual of Kristen Wiig. Uh, as the villain, I would have loved oh, to see a little. Yeah. They're, yeah. I'm very excited. They're probably that, very cons- like they're probably keeping that low profile that yeah. they really figure out. I want shoulder pads, yeah. and even more shoulder pads. And she's got gloves, but they have like nails, nails on, on the end. I'd be oh, pretty. Yeah. I'd be very That's into cool. like it'd be super campy, especially because the fucking eighties. She's yeah. walking around with like a fur, but it's like a, just a giant cheetah around her shoulder. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I want her to be Sigourney Weaver and Working Girl. Mm. And also Aliens. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm ready for more Patty Jenkins, because I really enjoyed the Jankies, first one. Yes. Yeah, Patty Jenkins. Talk to us more about I'm ready to eat that patty cake, bitch. What else am I talking about? Uh, Miss Marvel. She's Captain gonna, Marvel. Whatever. Captain Marvel <laughs> is going to right. be... Well, you know, you sprung this on me, you asked me to talk they about They named story. them similarly, so that's yeah. really on them. So Captain Marvel, like Carol Danvers, the Brie Larson... Is going no, it's not Brie Larson, right? Yeah, it's it Brie is Brie Larson. Larson. Okay. Yeah. Well, who's that other one? Brie, Al- Allison Brie. Brie. There's Allison too much Brie. fucking cheese out here. That's actually who I originally thought was <laughs> going to be playing. Right. Uh-huh. It's Brie Hammerbear. My good 
for Allison Brie. What a weird we person all to pick, but I think she can do it. Uh, there's been confirmation that she is going to now be the sort of front runner for the uh, next series of Avengers movies. The I think face. that was like the face of yeah. pretty like obvious, but like it's obvious. I mean, it's really funny to watch how much. I think we talked about this in our Avengers podcast how they revealed so much information ahead of time. There's so much planning because you can kind of see all the dominoes falling. Because like obviously, if Sebastian Stan takes over for. Um, well, what's his real name? Captain America. Yeah, but like Winter if he Soldier. takes over, yeah, if he takes over the Captain America role, yeah, <laughs> that's the one I was looking for. Thank you. I was like, now I'm getting really mixed in realities. Uh, if they, if he takes over that, like, Special Dan's a great actor, Winter Soldier's a great character, probably not like the superhero that people are looking for to lead a team of people to fight people and you know run and, all that. And not to get too into spoil spoilery type of stuff that's coming out, um, but there are some visuals of what the new Avengers forecast will look like. Um, is it out there? Rain? So, the character Rain from the 1963 comic book. <laughs> yeah, is it Rain? Is there Rain? Is Rain going to be there? Rain? Are you done? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, no Damn rain. It. No rain. It did look like it was raining vaguely in the background of the. Vi- but no, it was. Uh, so it's, did it look like rain? <laughs> <laughs> uh, basically, it's it's all of them. You see Scarlett Johansson. She's got a little bit longer hair. So oh. maybe some time has passed. Her hair is red again. Hulk is in a new armor. It looks Where are like these he's, coming from? Um, leaks, spoilers, um, oopsies, I whoopsies. They were all gonna be dead. Those are all industry Uh-ohs. Types. Yeah. <laughs> Reddit, Reddit. The, the uh, Russo. Did you guys see the Russo brothers interview where they kind of got like a little bit defensive? Where people were saying, "Well, how can all these characters, you know, have died at the end of Avengers if you've got all this stuff planned?" For the future, and they're like, "Well, the timelines are really like broad, so there's a lot of space between the end of uh, Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy two and Infinity War. So maybe something can be happening in there. There's tons of stuff for Spider-Man to do before Infinity War. Yeah. No, just yeah. leave them the fuck alone. Like they don't want to spoil it. I'm not attacking. No, no, no. I know. <laughs> hey, but, Grant, <laughs> could you leave the Russo brothers alone? Fine, I'll stop cutting out Russo magazines brothers? and sending them hate mail. Russo brothers. Russo. Russo. Yeah. Russo. Russo. Like Rene. Like, exactly. Like potato. Yeah, no, it's like no, that's a russet potato, you dumb bitch. Yeah, the russet potato. What are you talking about? Oh, you know. Don't you come for my pronunciation of <laughs> Rene Kalen Sari. Um, well, so anyway. Unstoppable Wasp. Yeah, so um, in the same vein as uh, Iceman, uh, a canceled title got renewed. By the same, a similar team actually. Um, so Nadia's back at Unstoppable, Unstoppable Wasp. Woo. Jeremy Whitley, did he write the first series? Do you know? I don't remember. I don't think he did. Um, so he says the the cast is an emphasis on science adventures with Nadia and her four all girl cast members as well, and they're yes. all POC girls, which yes. is really cool. We have Ying, Priya, Shay, and Tayana. So that'll be really fun. I'm into it. Yeah, the designs look really cool. They we don't do. know much. They didn't really reveal much about the team, but it, it seems kind of like Fantastic four in terms of their adventures. Are, are those people all new characters? I think they introduced them previously um, in the last one. I, I haven't read the last run of it, but I really so want no. to. We will be reading it here. Yeah, but we'll be re- yeah, I'm excited to read it now, too. Well, uh, um, so speaking of Wasp for a second, going back to the MCU, uh, you know, they have the latest poster of Ant-Man and Wasp. Yeah, and Evangeline Lilly is Wasp, and there's uh, the poster's getting a lot of accolades from women, especially because the way that they're depicting wa- uh, Wasp is like her hair is back, it's like a nice. little mussed up. They're like, this is what a woman looks like when she's like 
beating the crap out of people. It's yeah. not yeah. like the perfect hair that Scarlett Johansson has or That's true. that, you know, um, uh, who's who plays Scarlet Witch? I can't remember the actress's uh, name. Yeah, she's got like Ellie a bustier and her Olsen. Fanning, no. Caitlin Olsen. Yeah, yeah Caitlin Olsen. And her like... <laughs> They're Olsen? both the same person. Elizabeth Olsen? Yeah. Elizabeth Olsen. Olsen. That's Elizabeth Olsen. She's got like some buttons undone and you yeah. see her bra. It's a little, yeah. it's a little much. So it's good that they, they actually. It's how I dress. That was just Clark being yeah, Scarlet Witch. There's paprika on my clothing. <laughs> I hate yes, paprika. I can't wait to get to comics because yeah. they made a paprika yeah. reference. In <laughs> I don't remember that. Oh, man. So, Brent, you want to talk to us about the uh, Game of Thrones spinoff? Oh, yeah. Well, they don't want to call it a spinoff. They want to call it a successor show. Oh, oh yeah. Don't call it a comeback. <laughs> a comeback show. Um, it's supposed to be set 10,000 years before the uh, events of Game of Thrones. And so they're like going to be trying to build out, I think they're supposed to be building out more of the mythology mm-hmm. uh, associated that's kind of gotten lost over time yeah. and changed and warped. Which, uh, oh, that's cool. I'm which giving, they totally could. I'm giving this a million hot edits only because originally I was upset like thinking about it, but then I realized that Knights of the Old Republic, which was an old Star Wars game that they made, took place like millions of years in the past Yeah, compared so to good. the original trilogy, and the yeah. game was so fucking good and the story was amazing, so I'm like, whoa, that would be great. Yeah, and I, there will be stakes if you go far enough back correct, too, because you sure. can't fucking kill whoever. They wanted to get out of the shadow of shows that like Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul yes. or Fear the Walking Dead. So they don't have to keep that kind of continuity at all. Oh, what, what's the... Caprica. 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 Oh, yeah, so Caprica was garbage. There's like... Um, they said... I think George R. R. Martin said that there are five treatments of scripts that he's seen so far. The bigger problem for me is And he is can't that, read them or write them. Is it the same showrunners? <laughs> no. No. Okay, also good. Because as we've learned from the more previous, most recent seasons of Game of Thrones, not as good as writing without the they book sh- They reference. should find their own creative yeah. voice rather than just taking... I agree. Jar-jars. I agree. So, um, you know, I don't like the idea of there being like a successor or spinoff show or whatever they're calling it on HBO. I want it to be like we Done. told a story, and now we're moving on to new things. Why? Um, I don't know because it ma- it makes HBO feel like every other fucking channel out there. Like I I I like the fact like that they are they've told us one story in a finite amount of time, and we don't need to know any more ancillary stuff. It's like Every ten thousand years in the past. Like they're two different stories. It's like yeah. well, it's like oh, uh, watching a storyline of like Tony Soprano's father or like his like grandparents or great grandparents. It's like I don't. Godfather Two is that what you're talking about? <laughs> that does. Was Godfather Two on HBO? <laughs> no, I didn't think it was. Point. It's not like a schoolgirls that you that's knew. That's not the point. That because, that's a terrible analogy. Because, yeah, is what I know. Are you? You're just saying like to me that seems like a weird HBO purist thing, rather than what I can understand is being like I'm sick of this world. I don't think there needs to be any more filling out the world. I think what you're what and I don't want to put words in your mouth. What it sounds like is that you have this really great run of seasons of shows and it's a closed book end to end. It's like they literally could have re they could write another what they're going to do, which I think to your point I is depending on how they do it, they're going to write a whole different show and randomly like we wrote this generic fantasy fantasy show and now we'll sprinkle in some references to the others the other show with will damage the reputation of George, like Game of Thrones overall. As a like great piece of media. Well, spinoffs to me are such a trope of sci-fi and fantasy shows. Mm-hmm. Um, Battlestar Galactica, you brought that up. Frasier, uh, Young uh, Sheldon. Yes, Young Sheldon, <laughs> my favorite that. sci-fi show. 
But like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, it's like you when you have too many spin-offs, you start like diluting away from the main story. And what made Game of Thrones so special, even though the last season was kind of uh, a decline in quality, is that we didn't need to see any more of this world. Everything that we uh, that we were shown is we could infer like what the what what the rest of the world was. Showing it, it 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 weakens the story. To also, me. it's not creating new stories. It's just already living yeah. around stories that already yeah. exist. See, to me though, I think what I like about because the problem with the show more recently is that it's gotten very. Oh, I mean, we'll just generally avoid spoilers because we don't talk about Game of Thrones too often. Was it's a generally it's become very myopic. Like what I really liked about the original seasons is that it's so grandiose and there is so much world building, and I miss that like that world building. So as long as they can kind of go back to square one on that and be create another like I don't know medieval fantasy opera, then I'm totally in. I mean, we'll watch it. I'll it's, definitely watch it. Um, it's just, I, in the same vein, this is just breaking news that I just read this article like a couple hours <laughs> I'm ago. I'm phone right now. Like, you guys, <laughs> yeah, you guys were boring me. So I read some news, and uh, George Lucas said that he did prepare uh, the next three movies, oh, this and they so were bad. all about the midichlorians. Um, <laughs> it, it wasn't was midichlorians, but it was yeah. basically midichlorians. It was about it was this, these, this these microscopic. Yeah. yeah, these organisms basically inhabit your body. And then they are using the force. So these creatures are using the force. Fuck, are you talking? God bless Disney. Is all I can say. Oh my god. Thank you, Disney, for like taking it away from him. Imagine. Oh my god. I I actually can't imagine. And then I want to shoot my brains. (laughs) One of those people that has that mental illness, but they can't actually imagine anything. (laughs) Have you read like this? We're gonna talk about Legion later on. Oh. So uh, going to some uh, DC news. There's been some changes in their editorial team. Uh, Jeff Johns, who was the chief creative officer and president, has stepped down from that role. Jim Lee, who was the publisher uh, and artist. I like uh, Jim Lee. Yeah, he's good. Uh, is now the chief creative officer. So Jeff Johns is going to go back into more writing rather than like kind of like management and overseeing stuff. So he's uh, writing uh, the script for the Green Lantern Corps. The oh. movie's supposed to come out in 2020 and Boo. it's going to be starring Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart, the white guy and the black guy. Into it. And Green Lantern. Uh, he is still writing uh, the Doomsday Clock, which is the um, the sort of the Watchmen sequel that's set in the DC universe. He's writing a few other things, but uh, I, you know, Jeff Johns is kind of a hit or miss writer to me. Like, I think he's got some really good he's ideas, but he stories. He, he has, but he's definitely um, he's never quite gotten over uh, wanting to be the next Alan Moore, and he's and like he always kind of like goes back to Alan Moore's like like, little creations that he's created over the last 30 years and, like, tries to, like, resurrect them. He's also got two first names. Don't uh, Don't trust that. him. Yeah, yeah, don't trust him. Those people are weird. Yeah. <laughs> but the more exciting thing from DC is Tom King, the guy who wrote Vision, the book that we, we definitely love. He's amazing. Uh, and he's currently writing Batman. He's going to be doing a series that sounds really cool. It's called Heroes in Crisis. And how Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, they end up creating, like, a... A haven for uh, heroes that get PTSD while they're out in battle. And, like, Tom King is, like, former military, former CIA. So he's definitely bringing in his, like, kind of real-world experience. I think it's, like, one of those ideas that, like, why didn't anybody do that before? Like, it just seems really clever, like, damage control or... Just acknowledging that heroes might be going through something after seeing all these crazy events, too. It's actually really smart. It's really smart. He's going to write it. Clay Mann. I will read it. We're all going to read it. (laughs) Clay Mann's going to be drawing... 
Clay Mann's going to be drawing it, who drew a bunch of X-Men books yeah. in the last five or ten years. He's really he's good. Been, he's been, he did that Gambit series. He's very uh, photo... It's a little photorealism. It looks really accurate, I feel like. It's very photorealistic, but he's got like a sort of like his own style to it. Yeah. So he's going to blow up, I think, after this book. Totally. He's going to be like a top-tier artist. So He was so good. That's good for him. Yeah. So you want to talk about some television? TV. Ooh. TV. Start some TV. Legion. Legion ended, and <gasps> what a heel turn it was, ladies and gentlemen. This was like WrestleMania 1998, where with, with what else? Stone Cold Steve Austin did. I ran out of the <laughs> yeah, right yeah. there. Um, uh, I don't know how, what my full takeaway from it is. I'm excited to see a third season. I like the fact that they took a big risk. I don't think the season built up to the fact that he was going to have this giant change. And I thought that some of the writing totally in the episode was rough. I think this. I saw this coming from a mile away. That he was going to be the villain by the end of it, and next season he would actually be the full villain. I guess, like, my point that I was like, I totally agree with you. They were obviously building that plot line the entire season. Yeah. My takeaway is that it was really only up until one obviously very devastating act, and especially of like. Mm. Um, so it's hashtag me too moment. Correct, exactly. Yeah. And it was great. It's an excellent choice of a thing to kind of have people really. Be like, whoa. And I think it was a, it was a really cool review. I, I want to say it was in Vulture, but it was the idea of, like, he is the... Qu- and especially his thing about, like, I'm a, I'm a good person. I deserve to be loved. Like, quintessential, like, nice guy. Like, fuck you. You're not a nice guy. And I really did appreciate... boy. I appreciated all of that. I just didn't necessarily like all of the meandering to get to that point. Like, I feel like they could have cut the season in <coughs> half, gotten him to a mid-arc... And even kept it up. I think they yeah. dragged it out with the knowledge that they'd have a great season of him being bad the whole time. Yeah. But as a viewer, I got very drained it's, towards the it's end. It's a bait and it switch was, that I didn't enjoy. It was at all. drawn out. That is really true. And yeah. like a lot of the characters that they should have used more did not get any development. Like Melanie, like her character didn't really was barely in the season, and right. she's like a phenomenal actress. I despised her episode where it was like a great ep. If like I just wish she had build up to transform into this basically person who's like, let me show you how evil he is. Yeah, and it was just like, nope, she's back. She wasn't high the whole time. Now she's possessed, and also here's a bunch of bad footage of David. Yeah, like it just felt like very rough for me. Why do you think it was a bait and switch? Uh, the bait and switch was. Um, I think it was a bait, and then they gave us more bait, but it just took forever to get the bait. Well, yes, I mean, I think it was always. Very, which is not a. Sorry, go ahead. Bite. Bite. I don't know. I think I think I was so uh, creeped out by like basically him raping Sid that yeah. like leading like I could see him becoming like a villainous type character, and they were alluding it throughout the entire season. Uh, there was a lot of references dropped, uh, but I mean the fact that like. He was capable of that. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Like, it made me like, why am I investing myself into this into this character at all? Because I don't mind rooting for a villain. I don't. But that that is going from like kind of like comic book cartoon cartoonish villainy into straight up like this is real world shit that I don't. I, I feel bad that I've now wasted eleven hours of my life like kind of rooting for this guy. Maybe more because we have we have the first season as well. I think that the show was constantly trying to warn you about that. Mm-hmm. That so much of the way that we look at television and stories is focused on I think this person's supposed to be the hero. So whatever they do, I'm going to justify it because they say they're the hero. Mm-hmm. Torturing Oliver, um, the joy that he's gotten out of so many different malicious things that he's done. Um <clears throat> 
the idea with, that um, the Shadow King pointed out that just because white people came in and said that I'm the villain, that necessarily I must be the villain. I think that if she had not said anything uh, in the trial, a lot of people would have just accepted that as being a normal thing a hero can do. And then like five years later, they would have gone, hey, maybe we should talk about his actual behaviors. I really like that. The thing I disliked about it is that the show has tried, I think, pretty fairly to kind of reflect on the way that people view (coughs) mental health issues. And... Earlier in the show, the fact that he need, he deserves love, whether or not he deserves love because he has mental health issues was like, yes, even people who are mentally ill deserve love. And now they've kind of twisted it so that like, I think I'm the, a good person, I deserve love. Like, But I think it's, what I really appreciated about it was Sid's words to him where she's like, you're both. Like this whole, like it's, it's sort of that like thing where it's like, you can have this or that and be a bad person. Like an easy comparison is like, I don't, uh, well, now I'm like, I'm worried about my statement might really fuck us up. But, like, you can be gay and be a bad person. Like, you can be an asshole. As a, like, you can yeah, still yeah. show respect for somebody around their, like, mental health issue or being gay. But it's like, you can still be like, you're not a good person. Like, you don't get a free, get out of jail free card simply because of something you yeah. have. I, I don't know if I completely agree with your premise, though, Brent. Because, the, yeah, the, the show had been warning that he is capable of doing all of these things. But he's always done them for the quote-unquote greater good. And that's the kind of villain I expected him to be. And this is probably, like, the fault of my expectations. Is like, he got to this point because he thought he was trying to save the world. Him doing that to Sid is a truly, utterly villainous act with no utter motivation besides just his own happiness. Well, and that's where I got kind of, just to jump in on that, where I got annoyed by the end of the episode is when he grabbed Lenny and was just like... um, Where's like he's like where's Blondie's Blond- gone. Blond- I'm like, what the fuck is this? This writing is poor. Like it just it's a real character switch that I think was he turned into such a black hat. The, yeah. the only thing is he like denied Sid because she would not give him love anymore, and that's all he's after. He's the like he's the ultimate like entitlement, and so the only person that would be okay with it is Lenny because right. like she will just tap off of that, and she'll she if he does something terrible, she doesn't fucking care. I just would have appreciated. I know it's an easy out from a writing perspective. I would have appreciated, especially given the fact that he's dealing with multiple personalities now, that. One one of his other more like it or super ego or something would have like <laughs> taken control where it's still him, but it's like that delivery or that line would have made more sense. Whereas now my biggest concern is what are they going to do in season three? And like, and if they can't rehabilitate him, great. And it becomes a weird thing where shadow Kings actually like, it's all like a chase the Legion show. Like he's the villain, yeah. but I find a weird way they're going to try and rehabilitate it. I don't know how they can come back from like such a drastic I, I action. I don't think though that, so the fact that sexual assault is like seems to be some sort of demarcation in their mind, I think, is a, a feature of the way we watch TV. Like w- the thing the show is trying to point out is that every single incremental step you take into cor- into com- becoming a bad person, each individual link in the chain, you can say. Like, uh, I can see why you're doing this. I can see why you're doing that. But then eventually you are just a bad person. I do wish they had some representation that they did, instead of having the the kind of loose leaf voices, that they actually did some physical representation of his other personas earlier. Because when he was talking to Lenny both times in the last episode, I presumed that was like Mm. one of those other personalities having taken over. What you described as Breaking Bad. 
Breaking Bad showed mm. us step by step how somebody who was ostensibly mild mannered and you know wasn't appreciated for his genius and was basically fucked over by his partners or through his perception ultimately ultimately makes the steps to becoming this like megalomaniac villain. But like uh, the way that uh, uh, Vince Gilligan set that up, it was so utterly smart. I love Noah yeah. Hawley. I think he's a very smart creator. I think Fargo is one of the best shows done in the last five years. I'm so excited for Legion. The first season was wonderful. A lot of this season is is there's a lot to admire. But it he got so uh, uh, enthralled by his weird storytelling choices that. I never fought, was able to actually follow the fall of David Haller. Yes. In, in a proper way. Like, it, that. That's what I was talking about with the bait and switch. It's like, it, it felt very sudden to me, and it completely yanked me out of the show when Sid confronted him. Even, like, it just gave me a very queasy feeling. Even the whole change of, to your point, even the whole change of Sid is what, like, the whole confrontation while him and Shadow King were fighting was like... What the fuck is happening? I was like, this whole. I did not like that. This season has not been leading up to this. You talk like an action movie star. I did appreciate that she's like, I'm the hero in this, and I was like, cool, I'm totally into yeah. that. And I was like, I actually like kind of liked that, where it's like this story isn't about you. It's actually about me taking out both of you, or something like that. Right. But the whole thing just kind of fell flat because there wasn't, there just wasn't enough buildup. I think to a great climax, <coughs> which like had a lot of stuff in it that I really enjoyed. But I, the, the narrative payoff isn't there for me. The biggest problem, I think, for me, the thing I was hoping for in this ep the final episode was that, and probably I shouldn't have been Is it Ptolemy? Ptolemy comes back. It's that John Hamm was actually a character. Um, and that he actually was like oh, I know. You Prometheus. Were big about that. Yeah. Um, but that, that would have been really interesting because then, like, you know, it's adding to the layers of you're being hypnotized in this process of all my showing you these chapters and that maybe there's some sort of other outside motivating force that's affecting David and making him like this. But then making him like the creator of the chickens, I think I got annoyed, but I just thought like, yeah. well, that was a plot line that, that could have really gone somewhere. So apparently the show, um, even though it's gotten renewed for a third season, it's, it's bled a lot of viewers this season. Oh, like really? a lot of people have dropped off from watching the yeah. show. So... I don't think I'm the only one who feels that way. Uh, yeah. Why don't we move on to Cloak and Dagger? Yeah, if you like a show to be but dragged out, newer. you'll love Cloak and Dagger. <laughs> um, uh, so Cloak and Dagger came out. It actually was Freeform's top premiere that they've ever had. <coughs> oh, really? Good for them. Yeah. Name some uh, of their other shows. I couldn't uh, if Alone, I tried. Alone Together is a fantastic show. Oh, comedy. that is a good show. Alone that. Together is good. That's Super a good recommendation. Fun, yeah. Also, right. I'm, I think there's like a mermaid show or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, Under the Sea, starring... Uh, it's like you're making it up, but I do think that's Doesn't true. it feel yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> um, H2O just add water is what I'm thinking. That's an Australian <laughs> show. Never okay. mind. Okay. Um, anyway, um, so it's uh, it's based in New Orleans. I think it's actually based after Hurricane Katrina. Yeah. I think that's actually going to be a plot good. thread at some right. point. Yeah. Um, they spoke on that. It's basically narrated by Ellie Golding singing. I'd say. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Yes, about right. I was trying to figure out who it was. It's Ellie yeah. Golding. They, um, that kind of like, it feels like it really wants to be like Runaways and those teen dramas. Yeah. And the music mixing is just really irritating. It's intense. It's Everything is like, this is how you feel. This is what you it's, feel right now. Um, based on what but, I'm showing you. Well, what, what, you're an adolescent, that's what you really, yeah. it doesn't feel like that way. It does have a little bit of a CW vibe of like, when you're like, we're, we're transitioning a scene, we're going to blast yeah. that fucking yeah. music <laughs> in your ears. Be like, get off your phone. Look at what I'm doing. Look at what I'm doing. You're going to hear some pixie fairy music 
every transition really pretty much. There was, some, there was one funny moment where they're like getting in the they're getting into a car or something and there's this like uh, like nice orchestral music in the background and you can hear it and then all of a sudden they stop talking and the music cranks up but the song is basically over so it's like two measures of like that's funny ah, music. Yes. and then cut to another scene that's funny that's it yeah so um, they basically cha- they've changed a lot of their their backstory yeah. of what they did in the comics in the comics it's more of a just they were, I think they were drug users yes yeah. and they actually and they were both homeless as well yeah. they were both homeless yeah, yeah. Um, so they've changed it quite a bit. Um, they gave them some cool characterizations. Uh, uh, what, what were we going to say, Brent? I didn't have anything to say. Oh, okay. You were signaling. No, I was just waiting. Oh, okay. Um, uh, so yeah, in. so they the first intro part is them both getting plunged into the water under different circumstances, and then they sort of merge hands, and then their powers activate mm-hmm. while something explodes. Well, that's what gave them their powers, right? I In was assuming. Theory, yeah. yes. There was like a oil <laughs> tanker thing. Rock, Roxxon. So what? Roxxon. Yeah. What's the background? So Roxxon shows up a lot more recently. What's their like full background? In the in I Marvel mean, they universe? were basically they were basically Exxon, Exxon but, yeah. but evil. Uh, yeah. Or, oh, yeah. Exactly. I was like, <laughs> yeah. thank you. That's yeah. all, that's all it is. That's Our Greenpeace listeners will appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. They they've changed a lot of their like history. Um, it's slow paced. Uh, for some reason, Tandy goes into a bunch of different places looks for upscale dresses first steals an upscale dress goes into a place tells everyone her name is Tandy and then walks out I like how she's like the generic like bad white girl where they're like I just take what I want yeah that's every white woman dear god (laughs) her and Carolina watch out indigenous peoples (laughs) Tandy's coming out I'm homeless but look great and you're like enough Um, her and Carolina look so similar. They do. I are hundred percent right. Oh yeah, they're both runaways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Uh, it, it good start. Um, uh, the characterization is pretty good. They can be a little bit flat, but I think they'll find their voices a little bit more. The uh, so yeah, you go ahead. You no, I was gonna say I was I didn't love it, but it was better than I thought it was going yeah. to be. Uh, it's definitely a step above Runaways, but it gave me that Runaway Runaways vibe yeah. as well. Um, I, like I think it. Tandy, uh, the actress playing her, is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy playing Tyrone is not good. I noticed it's his like. I think he's better than her. You do? Yeah. I think they're both. I think just okay. there was a particular scene bad. in the first episode where I think he's talking to his mom and like he's delivering the lines well, but I think it has to do with maybe his like intonation that for some reason it sounds very. Um, it's not flat. It just sounds weird to write because like I thought he was delivering with enough emotion in terms of his like <laughs> physical embodiment and stuff, but for some reason his voice just feels like very monotone the entire time he's yeah. talking. Do, I think that might be why. do the cloak and dagger in the comics have the power that they do in the show of ghost touch or whatever, where they touch someone and then they can feel the all thing. the stuff yeah. that person is feeling? Oh, yes. baby, that's really? it. No, no, that's no. not. <laughs> that is not. You actually feel it while you're reading the comic. I'm, whoa, whoa, uh, whoa! Stupid. <laughs> yeah, when, it's when they they feel it. You also feel it. it's a scratch. It's a scratch and shock. Yeah, yeah, it just electrocutes you. (laughs) And they seem to be like, their powers seem to activate during plot. That's yeah. 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 Like sometimes it'll be a flashback. Because it's definitely not like. Like when a mutant gets its powers when they're under extreme duress, she gets that, but he's getting shot at and then like hides under or not shot at. He's, he's getting punched and then he hides under a blanket Ag- and then he pulls the blanket away and he's still. That scene was Ag- so bad. Agreed, yeah. but he did teleport at the very end of the second season when he got under a lot of distress. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems like it's convenience. That scene was all convenient. Powers. It's definitely storytelling. That scene was really bad too, where his like cl- his teammates are beating up on him because um, he yeah. didn't show up to practice. That 
shots. His, like, hey, we can't lose next his week. Life sounds I'm gonna super, fucking paralyze. His you. life sounds very intense. Like there's all these things where everyone's just screaming at him constantly. His mom's like, "You're not going in the grocery store. And you're gonna like, die. You're gonna die. You're all gonna die." I just had a flashback of when you went to the grocery store. Yeah, uh, they, they were the douchiest basketball players. Like, I know. All basketball players fundamentally are douchey. Yeah. Uh, in high school, but like. We, we gotta go to regionals. Yeah. What are you, you guys having chip talk over yeah, there? Yeah, it's, Claire, it's chip like, talk. Clark's not here. Hey, no one should be eating I'm now. Snacking. Hey, hey shut up, snacking. Hey, Kevin, what you snacking on over there? Uh, the these are Trader um, Joe's. Let's go friend. to our sponsors yes. now. <laughs> hey, hey, Caitlin, those chips are delicious. What are those? They're Trader? veggie and flaxseed tortilla chips from Trader Joe's. Wow. What's a flaxseed? It comes I out of your poop know. in a really good way. <laughs> okay. I think I it like but stays solid. Those improv you. skills kicked in. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, look, I'm answering so, the question. Speaking of improv, let's go on to Westworld. That is like improv. <laughs> um, we found out in the past two episodes, Bern- everyone knows that Bernard is a host. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was going to say a host. Bernard. I was like, true too. Um, <laughs> any host. Yeah, uh, any host. Dolores fucking trains the Mesa. Yeah. Um, Stop talking in sexual terms. Look, that's what happened. I can't. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Ooh, uh, May gets it. Gets it stuck in her. Oh, um, May. William gets attacked. Uh, but I actually really like the most uh, recent episode. Don't met. Yeah, you have to mention him by name. I assume you know how to remember what it was and pronounce it. Akechita. That's pretty good. I think that's, that's, pretty good. Yeah. that's quite good. Uh, I really like that. I like that it was a cool episode that tied a lot of the show together. Going back to old Westworld stuff, the fact that he survived for ten years without getting an update. I yeah. like that. I like that justification. Like he's an A two. Like he's a, he's over a decade old. I, I thought that was the, cool. the sharing of knowledge, just like as a cultural thing that we do, so that if you die, yes. and then other people have that information, they can retell it to you. Yeah, I thought that was great. Um, Super, I really appreciated his, like, sort of... I mean, the whole entire episode was a parallel to, like, Maeve's uh, wokeness. And then, like, she, like, he decided he needed to die so he could go find Kahana, I think. Yeah, And then found her in, like, the facility. Um, Was super, like, super sad. The fact... It explained a lot of things. Yes. One, where all... Why all the mazes appear everywhere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're not all significant. They're just, like... A cultural touchstone for those people. <coughs> yeah, and then well, also it's like almost like the unlocks. It's like right. the unlock clue. Like everyone starts seeing it. It's what breaks yes. a lot of these people out. Um, and the other is that it it <laughs> retro explains his behavior that seemed menacing before. But he was, was trying actually to work. Oh, work. Yeah. That, was, that was actually really, that was cool. I when like that. Yeah, when the... you see him in the window in the cabin, yeah, yeah. And he yeah. Talked, completely. He framed it in the light of the way westerns have framed native americans right. that they're always they're either this vicious savage or they're the peaceful lady noble savage yeah, yeah. the noble yeah. savage yeah well there was even like a it's like a fantastic uh cutaway when they're resetting him to like the new standard and they're like we have to dehumanize him we have to do this like we have to make it easy so that people feel good about killing him which right. is actually like Really, like, ugh, like this well, makes me feel super uncomfortable. Well, the scene, that scene made me uncomfortable because uh, when the woman is asking the two engineers, it's like, he hasn't been upgraded in 10 years. Yeah, we only upgrade people when they die. So, like, he hadn't died, yeah. died yeah. in the park in 10 years. Uh, and, like, it, it was one, a very cool scene, but also very dehumanizing. Yeah. No, sorry, go on. <laughs> what? He, he was staring out the window again. Yeah. Yeah. He was just looking. Don't you. I don't know some sort of splain to Brenda. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, it's Caitlin not paying attention, which I love. Um, 
Did you like the motivation when that changed after we found uh, the what's the what's that lower level called with all the bodies? Yeah, that was right. Where he suddenly moved from like it's because I love this particular woman so to everyone else feels yeah. this pain as well. Yeah. What? Um, mm, Apparently, the uh, hosts they seem to think that their first story writing is their motivation. That's yeah. the most important one. That's their it's their the master code. Yeah. yeah. It makes sense, though. It was a good... I, you, you kind of touched on this, but I thought it was a really cool finding about why everyone has the maze in their scalps. Yeah. So, like, the whole idea oh, was, like, yeah. he they scalp it in, and then they die, and then they come back, but no one fixes the underneath, so, like, yeah. everything is cleared up. Oh, and then Ford is the going scan. through and just scalping yeah. all these uh, uh, Ghost Nation peoples. He's yeah. like, oh, you did all this. He's like, yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, and then we found out that Ford has put himself into code yes. that is constantly rewriting and trying to protect <coughs> uh, the master code in Westworld from any of the... Uh, it's the a very smart way to bring forces. him back. Yeah. 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 The, uh, the episode before was like tremendous. There was, I mean, they're both great episodes. One was obviously more of a capsule episode of like, this is what's been going on. And it's leading into obviously the last two episodes of the season, I think, right? Yeah, so it's nine two and ten. But like oh, the set, like seven, so much shit happened there. Like mm-hmm. there was like the whole Maeve and Man in Black battle was fucking cool. Like there was just like a lot of stuff that moved forward, which I really appreciate. Like this is that the episode with uh, what's uh, the Man in Black's daughter's name? Um, yes, uh, but she yeah, showed yeah. up. She, well, like, she showed up, but she's the one who gives him shit. The only one who can like call him on his shit. Yes. Yeah. yes. Okay. Good. Exactly. Yeah. Because the Ghost Nation picks him up after yeah. he's been left for dead, and she's like, "I'm taking." Or maybe it's opposite. Now it's opposite. I think that happened in the last. Episode. That happened in the last one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but like really running all fucking cylinders now, and I was a kind of a bit of a weary Westworld couple of episodes at the beginning, and now I'm just like, this is great. I'm, I'm so loving the season so it. much yeah. more than the first season. I like that Teddy is upset with Dolores for changing him. That he's yes. kind of pissed off. That he's yeah. like, well, what else are you gonna do? Try and fix me some other way. He beat and, the shit out of that dude. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Mm. Pew pew pew. Um, Anything else on Westworld? Uh, no. Oh, so. very. I was like terrified that Maeve was gonna die, but I'm like, if they fucking kill off this plot, oh, they line, also explain how she's able to control show. other hosts. Yeah, yes. and I'm glad. I I love that. Like, what's her face, Tessa Thompson, which is just being Tessa Thompson, <coughs> comes in and she's like, she's been she's controlling everyone. And you're like, why did the other technician not know that yeah, shit? That everyone's job. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's <laughs> definitely acting their ass off. Like yeah. whole, Tessa's whole thing of like, I'm this fucking super high powered like technology bitch, and then Dolores is about to kill her, and she's like, oh. I'm so into like how much up and down people are able to have and the emotion like great acting this is the most I've liked Sizemore anyways oh yeah no he was really good in this uh, episode like when he showed a little bit of like uh, remorse and sympathy yeah so let's move on to some comics we've got about eight comics to go through first up Fresh Star Thor number one, Ooh. written by Jason Aaron, who's this been writing Thor for the last, like, last six years or so, and, oh, yeah. wow. and drawn by its two artists, actually, Mike Del Mundo for the main story and then Christian Ward for the backup story. Both I fucking love this. Yeah, the artwork's fantastic. Uh, I, loved I loved it. I loved it. It's, it's like, you can hear Chris Hemsworth's voice, mm, which is yes. really funny because, well, I mean, Chris Hemsworth, I guess, did start uh, Thor in 2011. He started writing in 2012, so I guess that makes sense, but... Uh, it feels like he definitely captured the Chris Hemsworth in Thor Ragnarok and Avengers Infinity War yeah. with like kind of like the same bit of like absurd humor and pathos. Yeah. Um, he's I, a little clunkier too. He's not as poised as before. Yeah. He's more of the yeah, yeah. Uh, Thor from Ragnarok. It's a lot more humanized. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, his gold arm is sick. 
Yeah, I love oh, it. Oh, yeah. Cool. Where did that, how did that come about? He lost his arm in one of the comics. Gotcha. Yeah. Flossing. Yeah. Big I mean, you know, remember kids, never floss. Yeah. The artwork on the front end is, I mean, the back end's good too, but the front end is fucking incredible. Yeah, this, this artist, uh, he actually did one issue of Astonishing X-Men that we did. Uh, ah. So he's got a very, like, I mean, it's painted, obviously. Sometimes it's, like, hard to follow what's happening, but there's a... Uh, a really nice sense of clarity in, in it's this perfect issue. for this type of story with, yes. with the gods and the yeah. yes yeah, exactly. and the rainbow bridge and all of it looks great uh, I love all the different hammers I thought that was like yes. a really great scene cool oh, yeah. they smash them all and yeah. uh, but that seems a little bit weird that I thought the hammers weren't like supposed to be that easily smashed to but I guess Juggernaut's head can take about 80 of them. Apparently. It's the, it's the, the Juggernaut. Game. What I really liked about this compared to kind of that storyline uh, that we started reading with the Doctor Strange kickoff is that yeah. like this is obviously setting up a really nice journey of like yeah. a cool movie plotline or like an overall kind of plotline that I'd like to see. Yeah. But it was that much more of a book. Like I felt like I got a lot more from it. And it's not just because it was basically twice as big. But most like... And a really fun supporting cast. Too. Yes, exactly. Like yeah. there was a lot more energy and heart to it. I loved his interaction with Jane Foster. Like lots of good stuff. <clears throat> I like the backup a lot. Um, they've introduced uh, sort of like end of time King Thor in the very beginning of Jason Aaron's run. Um, I love that like he is basically like try to recreate the world, but like there's this entropy all around them, and he can do just so much and. The uh, last page was kind of a Wolverine. cool reveal. Phoenix. Wolverine is Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. Phoenix I mean Phoenix is back, but you know I'm okay with it. I hide it. I can't wait to read more. Hot. Of I'm so I'm so, so hot for it. it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Take us into Exiles, Mr. Ryan. Okay, let's skip right into the XU universe. <laughs> Boom! There's no repercussions <laughs> because basically there was an atomic bomb, but they all got out okay, and they don't care about it anymore. So the whole story just continues and nothing really happens. I'm not excited about Exiles anymore. It's really disappointing. Well, it's going to be over in one more issue. I know, honestly. <laughs> uh, we get Is it only five issues or just the first one? It says to be concluded. But the first oh, going to keep going? So yeah. it's a little bit of a time-traveling one. They go back in time to like an alternate reality where... People are fucking popping out of barrels. They're like, I'm Captain America. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Bucky. I'm pirate <laughs> Thing, Pirate Falcon, and Pirate Misty Knight. Right, yeah. It's really weird assortment of people. I which, fucking loved it. Look at that. Look at that. So fucking cool. I it's, didn't it's, not enjoy it's, it. It's I, wacky for wacky purposes and not for storytelling. Juggernautical. I did enjoy Juggernautical. I think that's the problem. Is like if you took out all these like characters and put in like an actual comic book, this would be an awful comic there's, book. There's not because much it's substance too, there. Though. There's it's, not nothing. Going I, on. I want to like it more, and I will be happy to listen to your case for it. Uh, I think I like it. Um, okay, I, I can't really explain why <laughs> I've I heard like it, it, and I appreciate it. <laughs> no, it's just, it's the wackiness <laughs> is what I dig about it. I I think the art is wonderful. I love all the goofy elements like pirate thing and pirate falcon and pirate misty knight. I, th- I think what is it? Um, take one thing off before you leave the house. <laughs> <laughs> I think this comic needs to take about twenty <laughs> wacky things off before it leaves the comic book. So store. I just finished. Uh, I think Clark was reading it, and you had it for a while. It was like void space or void. Si- it was basically like a small limited series of five issues and like that's what this reminds me of where it's so much fast jet setting and like plotline it probably can be expanded to like a nice movie but the problem like what benefits void space is that it's five it's like a, its own universe 
this doesn't benefit so well because none of these characters would matter if they don't already have the history that they have. I, I want to like, I do like all the characters and I just want them to fit a little bit better. I was like, oh. this Valkyrie I really like. I want this Valkyrie to be around all I the love this time. Valkyrie. Um, that yeah, Valkyrie. She's fucking, like, fucking flirting with uh, Bucky again. Uh, yeah, yeah she, I, her and Iron Lad can just go around and like, uh, date, like date, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be a fun... A like, real I would love comedy. that, yeah. I was surprised uh, the villain is Kang. Wasn't expecting that. Yeah, just uh, weird. I thought he got phased away, but apparently not. My favorite is how everyone, like, that's, like, such an ongoing thing now about, like, trying to just, oh, Galactus has been eaten, dead, alive, multiple times. Now he's superpowered. Like, it's like... He's dead. He's a head. He's full body. He's nobody. That's he's got to stop being, like, the main cause of superpowering someone is that they just keep generating energy <laughs> off just of Galactus. Just fucking sucking... Galactus's dick the entire time. Yeah. Speaking of sucking dick, you want to talk us about a man, uh, Adam and Team Agenda? I actually like that book. It was oh, it was book. good. Yeah. Um, it was very fast. I flipped through it so quickly. It was, I was like, wait, what the fuck? I like that all the villains are kind of annoyed that the that it's yes. not even for a super uh, hero that's I love that. I like the, the solution is like uh, they're like, I'll give you thirty thousand. Yeah. Anyone? Yeah, anyone. Yeah. All right, Tony just literally buys it. Like I, it's. I loved how the switch of them being like, "Oh my God, they're selling our daughter's DNA." Wait, that's how much they're charging for it? Like, <laughs> yeah. it was, they get mad. Yeah, um, it's really cool. Um, I really liked it. Not to step on your toes. No, no, no. Uh, um, Spider Man and Iron Man uh, geek it out over some computers. Yeah, uh, this uh, this. Uh, series itself really feels like the new Avengers. Mm. Yeah, so much. It's got it's it's got that early Bendis vibe to it when he was writing New Avengers and it was fun. Yeah. Um, the cast is similar. We have some cool cameos. It, it was really good. I really liked it. It's a throwaway issue, but it's a fun read though. It's a fun mini series. Like it's like a real nice no slice of life. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's like a very tight series which I enjoy. And Laura shows up at the end. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so happy about that. Because she should show up everywhere. Yeah. Her work's very fun. It feels very throwback. The to sinister me. reveal seemed very obvious. It, like it's yeah. when he showed up, you're like, oh yeah, they are yeah. talking about genes. It would make sense that he shows up. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Let's do the next issue. Uh, New Mutants. Adam. New Mutants. I really enjoyed it. There's lots so of fun like. Really nice and sort of this. Is it a? Is this going to be? A, this is a small mini. This series, is a mini, right? yeah. six issues, so, I think. I just love the fact that they're obviously using this as a vehicle to explore some characters, and like this was such a fantastic way to do it. I was really sad that on our shared account, someone skipped to the actual part where they had gone back, where it was like obviously all just a fake out. Because I was like, wait, what? And then I read from the beginning. That's why you got to mark unread after you're done. I know, <laughs> but it was done super well. Magic as a character is being really over, like analyzed in this series in such a short amount of time. Yes, artwork. Is great. Her whole interaction with Colossus was fucking fantastic. Um, so the fake out of Richard not being dead was great. It was actually, great. yeah, I, I was it, always like, it went on. It went on a little. It went on for so long that you believe really you're like, okay, dead. he's dead. And I wrote in uh, for my notes. I wrote, Richter is dead. Another gay character. Yeah, yeah. Comics. yeah. And it was well, it was played so oh, fuck you. It was played so <laughs> earnestly, and that's yeah. what yeah. I really liked. And so when it came back, I was like, this is. It's great. funny because the characterization is off a little bit. So like, Danny's a little bit much. Like the Wolfsbane and Strong Guy interaction is a little bit much. And you're like, okay, because this wasn't actually reality. Right. So they went. It was all in her. It's how head. she's thinking about it's, it, which makes it. So I liked sense. it. I, yeah. I really thought it was I good. Enjoyed it. I'm ready to see what happens. You said something about the pacing being a little bit weird. Uh, 
Clark actually said that the in Warlock the Slack. Stuff. Um, it just feels like this doesn't feel like so much like a miniseries. It feels like an ongoing totally. because you've got like the like the Warlock subplot that just kind of shows up at the last two pages of every each issue. <laughs> so two, <laughs> I yeah, like that, no, two things on it is yeah. like it goes to what it's basically achieving what Gold was trying to do, which it almost feels like it's building a yeah. sequel to its overall plot line, and it's also just giving me a lot more. Excitement. Well, and it, it's giving you a lot more excitement. Yeah. Yeah. Matthew Rosenberg uh, wrote this. He wrote the Phoenix Resurrection. He's going to write Astonishing X-Men starting next month. So excited. Uh, I'm very excited about that because he clearly knows how to write X-Men. Yes. Very, very well. He, he understands team dynamics super well. He's done a lot of interviews where he's like a huge fan and he's read so it much. It feels like 80s and 90s where it's like a very ongoing plot line. Characters are developing. Things are happening. Like, I'm excited to see this. But a good 80s or 90s. Yeah. Gold is shitty. He, no, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. juggling continuity and like interpersonal relationships between all of them really good. So yeah. I'm really excited for us. Uh, really well. Really well. Thank so you. let's move on to Venom number two. I don't like Venom as a character. I never liked him. Never been into him. I'm really enjoying this book. I know. It's pretty Same. good. It's pretty good. It's like this is the horror book, horror like superhero book Hot. that that the immortal Hulk was trying to be. Yes. But this is actually succeeding. Uh, I love like the backstory of like Shield being using the symbiotes to to make you, super soldiers. Yeah, basically, <clears throat> I, I think the art is wonderful. I I feel That's like great. their god has a very sort of like H.P. Lovecraft feel yes. to him. Um, so it's utterly terrifying. Uh, yeah. I, it's just spooky. It's, it's this. Donnie, I, lo Donnie I love the writer. weird language that they speak in. Yeah, um, it's, some, yeah. it's somehow yeah. frightening. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I also like one note in it uh, of like when what's his face actually gets his sim symbiote. Oh, wait, or how, how does Jenny Slate symbiote? Symbiote. A company is creating symbiote. Oh fucking Jenny Slate! Why'd you ruin that? Um, <laughs> oh yeah, she was the one who ruined the movie. Uh, that's <laughs> she probably said it wrong. Um, but uh, the reveal that Fury is the one who actually mandated. Him what a that's bastard. a good. I yeah. know, which he's fucking. Well, now he's unseen, so whatever. Yeah, he got oh, his. Yeah. <laughs> and then that artwork is great. It's gorgeous. It looks so cool. Oh, I was just gonna say the one thing I kind of didn't like about the like symbiote, like dark space. <laughs> we can't start calling it symbiote. Symbiote. <laughs> symbiote. I, symbiote. I know, but I'm terrified <laughs> that we'll all start grabbing onto it. Um, is that that universe is that they they describe this as like one like the king of this world mm. and I kind of mm. wish that there was like a whole universe out there How do you and know? this is but one figure in it maybe there is maybe that's the revealing the oh, elder gods yeah I love it oh. and then at the very end Miles shows up yeah that was kind of cool yeah, yeah. to see that I'll get some Miles I know. Uh, which, Does, is he gonna kick him in the back of the head? It's, it's, like, it's, it's, weird, it's a weird like show up. <laughs> it also looks Why like he's phasing you? in too. Looks right, yeah, his like, body's like disappearing. It's like disappearing. It looks Doesn't like. Doesn't he have like stealth? Oh, uh, he does have stealth. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Fucking um, idiot. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you read uh, comics? No, I can't read. Uh, let's move on to X Men Blue. Did it really? X Men Blue, really fucking X Men Blue. Okay, so, look, so our original cast is back, and just like us, no one cared. No one in the book was like, <laughs> "Where were us. you guys?" No, they pick it up. When right. did they get back? This was in the the Venom. What was no, it called? I, Venomized were, or whatever. But, sure. but the other issues we've been reading, they've been sitting in. No, no. They, there's another mini with Venom that there was a crossover of like five mini and poison and poison. 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 No, I know that, but during the course of, I thought, it too late for Venomized to jump from, like, that Magneto, Mothervine plotline to, like, now Venomize is over and also they're back. Okay. Correct, yeah. yeah. So, but, I mean, good point, because 
no one was like, oh, where were you guys? Because they don't care. Yeah, this- I hated it until the last page when Dawkins comes in, stabs Jimmy Hudson, yeah. and it says Magneto it, sends his regard. I thought you were fucking Lannister. It, Calm it's down. setting up, obviously, Magneto's new brotherhood, yeah. which is... Poison. Fine. I hope they all die. I also I cannot die. Uh, stress enough how annoyed I am that Bloodstorm is not in the front cover when they introduce the characters. She's in every fucking issue since they've introduced her and Jimmy Hudson, and they choose not to put her in the cast of characters <coughs> that are part of X Men. She Bloodstorm does not talk at all. Well, that's part for the course of the story. She just almost. <laughs> <laughs> Those are all her lines. They, this issue fucking sucked. I know. Yeah, I didn't it like was, the art. It was nope, such it was a bad. nonsense fight. All right. Well, it's bad. Hated let's, it. Hated it. Let's, move on. let's move on to Quicksilver, Brent. Oh. Um, we got our reference to Pepper Cash. Pepper Cash. Yes. Speak, that's speak all we need to, to talk about. That's yeah, all exactly. Is that Pepper Cash? Uh, he does. He takes forever to fucking realize that he's home. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, then he says, onion, paprika. It's the smell of Johnny Ja. Yanni Ya. The stew my mother used to make, pepper cash. It's the same. They're just trying to hide it because they know that that's what we're obsessed God, with. That writer is trolling that writing so much. Um, there's all these so magical weird. colors of Quicksilver who are evil, but we don't know why. Aww. And then they start getting more arms. They get fat. Like yes. I don't. Know. There's this, no rhyme or reason. This sucks, guys. So he took a picture. Of, the most interesting part to me is that he took a picture of himself with uh, Magneto dressed up as a clown. <coughs> but how does that picture get developed? Like, there's does like, light behave the same way if time I, is frozen? I don't know if there's like a time frozen CVS there or something. This probably could have been a one shot. Yeah. <laughs> this whole thing feels very drawn or, out. Or a nun shot. Nun shot. Yeah, I like the last one because it was pensive, uh, but this one just feels like it's like self indulgent. Like, yeah, I I was getting I like the art, but I was getting very and bored. Art's very cool. There's no stakes at the end. Oh yeah. no! Now they're gonna attack another one. Yeah, it's, like you know he's like gonna be like, yeah. okay, I did it. I learned something. Maybe I'm here for you. Even if you never read it, you'll never have to worry about. I it. guess I learned that everything just. Goes too fast, and, I, and it's gonna have yeah. some terrible speech yeah. at the end. It just goes too when fast. everything's frozen, you never move, or something <laughs> <Yeah>. terrible. <laughs> you know it's what very I mean? uh, scrubs. Ugh. So yeah. take us away into Domino. Domino, the Domino. The Domino. It is good. I enjoyed. Well that. said. Well and said. <laughs> I didn't really enjoy that no one died from the explosion of the ship from the last issue. It's pretty macabre. I just think that, like, I hate when they do that. It's like a TV show, and I don't like it. I want people to die. You know they weren't going to die. They're I like... thought the weird wolf guy was going to pass away. That would have been okay, yeah, yeah. actually. Because he's obviously not going to be an ongoing, like, character of, like, worth. Did you guys get, a like, the Stranger Things feel uh, in the flashbacks? As oh, was, yeah. As, good as, as oh, not at the time, but yeah, now that you say it, totally. Yeah. Um, I Why don't more storytellers just fucking put their flashbacks in black and white? It makes it. so much goddamn yeah. sense. And they got a different artist to do it, too. Yeah. Like, oh, it yeah. 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 Well, it's so smart. Yeah. Um, I also like when the flashback starts. It's all in black and white. It's very grim. And at the top it says, somewhere in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, god damn it. You know this is, is going to be bad. All of life is black and white. It's Florida. very true. I used yeah. to live there. I lived in mm-hmm. black and white. Um, the, uh, the 
Shang-Chi, Master of Kung Fu. Shang-Chi. Oh, Shang-Chi. get it. Yeah. Thank I you for calling. She is so into That's that. really adorable that she's yeah. like... It's, it's like, oh, no, I'm so I glad they called out how hot he is. They never acknowledge it. In oh, comics. I know. And I love that, like, yeah, he's a hot guy who is not just your typical white boy. So, so he's beautiful. Um, one thing that I think they're alluding to or maybe foreshadowing, um, when she's being, like, interrogated... Uh, she she says something like, "What happened to the other kids? All twelve of them. What happened to them? Are they're probably going to show up in some form or fashion, yeah. right? Yeah. Maybe Diamondback is one of them. Maybe like she's got predictive powers too. Sorry, just brainstorming. No. Well, <laughs> is, Di- is Diamondback evil? Uh, uh, she's she's like neutral. She's well, neutral. I, no, I mean in this story, like has she betrayed Diamondback? No, no, not yet. They're they're, 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 they're yeah. implying it, but I think it's gonna it's be the, the double back, one. and yeah. it's gonna be like she's actually good. Oh. It'll probably be the blonde one. Um, she, it's a diamond backpack. Oh. oh. So we went through all the comics. Yeah. Right. Look at us. Look at being so efficient. Do some MVPs. Oh yeah, let's do it. Uh, favorite book and then uh, uh, favorite character or moment. Okay. Why don't you start? Um, my favorite book uh, was Domino. I love Domino. It. Domino. Domino. Um, I think it balances. I am really excited for this to be an ongoing and keep going and see what it yeah. feels like a, an X book that can sort of navigate through the rest of the yes. Marvel universe and play like really good continuity in the meantime. She's I a great writer. Want Gail Simone to write Weapon X, like yeah. the way she wrote Secret Six, which was <coughs> such a good book. Um, oh, so there's been a reveal. Do you want me to say yeah, yeah, the yeah, spoiler of yeah. the X classified thing? Yeah. I read, I read what it probably is the title. It's Mr. and Mrs. X is the title of it. Oh no, is that, what mean does that, that weird? Fu- I'm worried it's going to be Colossus back? and Kitty together. Oh like, God. Wouldn't that be terrible? No. Unplug this podcast. And, and the writer is who wrote uh, who wrote a uh, Rogan uh, Gambit. Oh, uh, Kelly Kelly Thompson. <laughs> I like yeah. her. So oh. she will be the writer. Of okay, it, so. I'm okay with that then. Um, but yeah, so that's the reveal. Sorry for that spoiler. Spoilers. Um, but my favorite character was um, from Thor. I mean, I loved everyone's characterization in Thor. Yeah. But Thor-y, the dog, was so fun. Oh, the dog He's was He's so fun. I oh. went back and read all the issues that he was in from the previous run just to like catch up on him. Yeah. My MVP book was probably Hunt for Wolverine. And my MVP character was from X-Men Blue. It's Poison because I could only read his voice as what an overenthusiastic theater actor would do. If he sounds like a juggalo. Yes! <laughs> Watch out for poison! Uh, What's one of his quotes? Um, I wrote it down because it's ridiculous. Give me a blowjob! <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. There's no antidote for this poison! I think MVP for me was Valkyrie. I love her as a character, and especially her hooking up with what's-her-name all the time in the parallel storylines. And then I think my book was New Mutants. I really appreciated how deep they went with that passing of record. That's a good one. That's really good. I'll say what my number two was. So (laughs) we all had different books. My number one book was Thor. Good week. It's a good Uh, week. It's a really good week. And my favorite character was Jane Foster in Thor because when she sees Thor's new hammer, she's like, that's hey, very adorable. She's like recovering from cancer and she is horned up. She's horned yeah. up. <laughs> and she's also... Sit the handle up. Yeah. <laughs> that, well, she's horned up and she also misses being Thor. Yeah. She wants to feel that power. So it's funny. N- next week we're going to have more news and then we've got uh, an episode of Westworld, an episode of Cloak and Dagger. Ooh. Legion is done for the season. Yeah. we got quite a few books actually. We've got... Um, Cable number 158, which I believe is the last issue of the series, so good. that's going away. Well, this this storyline's been good. I've, I've actually Don't been, point at me. 
I'm pointing. I will point at you. Uh, we've got uh, Doctor Strange uh, number two. In space. In space. <laughs> we've got uh, Hunt for Wolverine, Claws of a Killer number two. Which With was zombies. Not a good one. That's it's, the, that's yeah, the that's Weapon X. That's weapon. the Weapon X. We all yeah. hate him. Let's kill him yeah. and then put him in the ground uh, again. We have Tony Stark Iron Man number Ooh. one. Uh, you number one. That'll be interesting. There are literally... Literally, like different variant covers from each letter of the alphabet. So there are twenty six different variant covers. Oh God. People need to fucking like just stop. Just stop. I want G. Yeah, and then X Men Gold number thirty, which is the wedding oh, of. No. Um, yeah, you yeah, got Colossus. their names right. I did get their names right, and then Colossus and Pity. Yeah, and uh, Justice League number two. Woo! Justice League. <laughs> See what's best for the last. All right, cool. All right, cool. We've been Homo Superior. Find us on all the things. Bye. Bye.